interesting to talk about our all-time favorite arcs story arcs in Avengers history and I guess I've got five um, starting with um, Dan Slott's run on Mighty Avengers and I'm going to consider his entire run a complete story arc because it really was a complete story arc from the formation of the Avengers with Loki masquerading as a returned, repowered Scarlet Witch. And again, just like the classic story, reforming the Avengers with Hank Pym as the leader. We didn't have Iron Man this time or Captain America or Thor, but we did have Hercules. We did have U.S. Agent. And... Um, we, we had some awesome, awesome characters on that team. And um, so that story arc is one of my top five favorite. And, and primarily because of the way Dan Slott wrote Hank Pym. He wrote him using all of his powers together as a jaunty optimist. He, Pym Space, the Infinite Mansion, making him the Scientist Supreme. It was just an epic run. And... I loved the way that it ended going into, I think it was Siege or, or uh, Dark Rain. I can't remember. But with uh, Hank Pym capturing Loki and offering him full-blown out-and-out membership. He basically said, look, Loki, you are the guy responsible for the Avengers anyway. You brought us together. You should be part of this team. Loki turns him down, and the rest of the team quits because they think, you know, Pym has lost his marbles. But it was it was a great story arc and one that I really enjoyed. My second favorite story arc is actually Jeff Johns' World Trust. Um, a lot of a lot of fans really didn't like Jeff Johns' run, but I loved his run because he really was able to deal with all of the quintessential Avengers. If you want to look at, like, what are the quintessential Avengers, he used them all, from from Black Panther to Wonder Man. They were all a part of the team. And the whole idea of the United Nations sanctioning the Avengers to basically be the police of the world was an interesting one because it dealt with the whole idea of absolute power corrupting, seducing, and the Avengers having to deal with that. Um, Similar to the themes that were explored in the Squadron Supreme, the first limited series, but without the Avengers going over the edge. And um, 
it it brought us up to and led us perfectly into disassembled with Brian Michael Bendis. But um, World Trust, one of my favorite arcs, and it's actually available as a hardcover collected edition. I've got it on my bookshelf uh, right over there. Um, number three, I would have to say is the Proctor and Gatherers arc. This is the uh, basically the Bob Harris run. I didn't really care for the later part, what we know is the crossing, but the the Gatherers arc with uh, Proctor, the alternate universe Black Knight, Dane Whitman, leading this group of surviving Avengers from their timelines, from their alternate uh, alternate uh, realities, was just fantastic. And here we have Bob Harris taking what is essentially the the, the C and D list Avengers. Um, you got Black Knight, Black Widow, who at the time, Black Widow was not an A-tier character. She was B-list at best. Um, so you had Black Knight, Black Widow leading the team. You had uh, the Vision, who was at the time the White Vision, but during this story arc, he switched bodies with an alternate reality, Evil Vision, and kind of was restored back to his red and green color, but you had uh, those three. Then you had Cersei, who is one of my top ten most powerful Avengers, and Crystal, another top ten most powerful Avenger, and you had Hercules, and Hercules uh, was, you know, kind of in between that classic Roy Thomas, Steve Englehart, oafish Hercules, and this current Hercules. He was somewhere in the middle. And uh, I loved the whole idea of the team jackets, the matching uniforms. Hank Pym was a, a, a regular member. He wasn't there every issue. Captain America was in and out um, as a member. And um, Thunderstrike appeared as a member. He was in and out. And it was just a great run. Bob Harris took these B, C, and D-list characters, created a fantastic team, and it was a team that could do anything. And that series is the last time, really the last time, that I read a comic series and could not wait for the next issue to come out. I mean, it like pained me to wait a month between issues when Bob Harris was the writer. It was that good. And uh, John Popa, if you're watching, you remember us talking about that during the run happening. Um, and you had some great art from Mike Diodato and uh, Tom Palmer. It was, it was fantastic. And it was a nice, it was a nice uh, transition from the Roger Stern era to, to the... Uh, 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 Kurt Busick era um, nice in between but Bob Harris run the, the gathering fantastic and I would love to hear diehard Avengers fans um, thoughts about that as well number two favorite story arc is during the Roger Stunt Roger Stunt Roger Stern era and that was the assault on Avengers Mansion um, what was it called uh the Siege of the Mansion. 
I've got it on my bookshelf. Let me check. Uh, what was it called? Um, where is it? Under Siege. Under Siege is the name of the arc. And it is available in a collected hardcover edition as well. Um, Roger Stern, John Buscema's art, Tom Palmer's ink uh, on Buscema's pencils. And again, some, some great quintessential Avengers moments in this. You had a great team with um, Captain America, She-Hulk, Hercules, Captain Marvel, not Carol Danvers' Captain Marvel, but Monica Rambeau, now known as Spectrum, Captain Marvel. Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp, the Black Knight, and we saw the introduction of Dr. Druid as an Avenger. Um... Basically, the Masters of Evil return. Please straighten the blinds behind me. Oh, I don't think they can be straightened. How's that? How's that, Lawrence? Um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, for those of you listening on iTunes on the live video stream, uh, Lawrence Courtright just gave me uh, grief about the blinds behind me. Uh, in my office. Anyway, Under Siege, the Masters of Evil return, huge group, and they 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 invade the mansion, and um, they they do some damage. Put Hercules in the hospital, and um, uh, Janet Van Dyne is taken out. Now, one of the great things that came out of this with the Wasp was that Roger Stern really expanded her power set, and um, you know. Let let her expand the ability to grow and shrink. She could actually have wings as big as four feet tall. And this opened the door for her to use pin particles to become giant size. Later on, Chuck Austin would expand on that during his run. But uh, she could she could still have the wings and bio stings as big as four feet, and she could shrink, you know, almost microscopic. And he really he really gave her a power boost with the bio stings. Um, Black Knight would put her through her paces, and she could, you know, blast through three like five six inch titanium steel with one sting. Really gave her added dimensions and. Um, I really, really love that arc. All of the Roger Stern stuff was great. So it's hard for me to pick one run of his. But that story arc is the one that, for me, stands out the most. Um, Under Siege. My number one favorite arc, and I just read it again last night, is The Knights of Wondegore. This is by David Michelini. Uh, Mark Grunewald, John Byrne, and um, who else was on this? Um, golly, Klaus Jansen, Dan Green, um, Stephen Grant was one of the writers on this. And this was an era of the Avengers that was really chaotic. When <laughs> Philip Clark says the blinds are better, you're welcome. Um, the Avengers at this point were really chaotic. You may remember this scene where Henry Gehrig comes in and basically says, hey, there are too many of you guys. you got to reduce your roster to seven. 
There were like 20, 22 Avengers at the time. And Garrick said, if the government is going to sponsor you and endorse you, you got to par it down to seven. And basically, the government had the right of first refusal on the membership. And it really created some, uh, some issues. Um, one of the, uh, you know, we saw some old-time classic Avengers, members who had just joined, like uh, Miss Marvel and um, a few others leave. Hawkeye got booted. Um, Wonder Man. But then, through the course of this story arc, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch take a leave of absence. They leave. And um, they're replaced by Miss Marvel. And um, the Falcon is made a member. Um, the Falcon is made a member. And he, he's not happy about it because he wasn't invited. He was ordered to become a member. You know, now he's a classic quintessential Avenger. But during this run, he was assigned by the government to be the minority Avenger since the Black Panther had to leave and go back to Wakanda. In the course of these five or six issues, we go through several roster changes. And it's really reminiscent of how chaotic the Avengers were at this time. And it, it's kind of cool to see how it reflects in the story arc because, you know, Scarlet Witch, I don't know where her canon is now, whether they really did do away with her being able to manipulate chaos magic or not. Um, Glenn Walker or, or Brian, um, uh, you guys at Avengers Forever, uh, Brian Schott, Glenn Walker, correct me if... if I got this wrong because I haven't. I, I kind of got lost with the Scarlet Witch um, after disassembled. Is it chaos magic? Is it mutant powers? You know, was she depowered? Is she fully back? I don't know. I, I don't know. But this was where we saw the seeds of disassembled planted. Scarlet Witch is possessed by the demon Kython and. She goes dark and takes out the Avengers, and it's only um, by luck that the Beast, masquerading as one of the Knights of Wondergore that the High Evolutionary created, was able to defeat her by, you know, stabbing the Book of the Darkhold and um, banishing her back to the pages of the uh, of the spells. Um, and that single issue, and that's issue number 187, this is the cover to 187, is my second favorite all-time Avengers issue ever. My first is the first one I bought with my own money. That was uh, issue 222. But that, that, that issue is my second favorite. John Byrne's artwork throughout this is perfect. The team lineup, Iron Man, Vision, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, the Beast, the Wasp, and the Falcon. Then you add in substitutions by Wonder Man, Miss Marvel, um, Hawkeye subs, uh, a couple of uh, issues. Um, it's just, it's, it's really 
one of the defining arcs of the Avengers. And uh, if you're an Avengers fan and, and were an Avengers fan back then, and if you've read those old issues, let me know what you think. I, I think that's one of the defining arcs of the Avengers throughout the years. I'd love to hear your comments and your commentary. You can send your email to serialboxpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at Serial Box Podcast, YouTube at Back of the Serial Box, and of course on Instagram at Serial Box Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this episode, and we'll catch you on the flip side. That's going to do it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, connect with us at backoftheserialbox.fun. You can leave us a voice message. We'll play it on air. You can leave us an email if you want to go old school. And you can become a contributor at Buy Me a Coffee or Patreon right there at backoftheserialbox.fun. And of course, if you love this episode, share it. Tell two, three hundred of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.